We are not, and do not claim to be, parental advisors. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, hey, 4G Show, back with episode 3. Here's your number one demigod, Ragnar. Yeah, with me on the panel today is... Lads, 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 it's me, Egg. Yo, 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 it's me, Colin. And it's me, Matt. So, today's topic is social media and fame. What do we think about that? Gosh, it's it's a bit of a big topic, um, but I feel like it might be important to just kind of go right to the beginning of uh, of maybe social media. So things like friends at MySpace. Does anyone have? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I had Bebo back in the day. Excuse me. Well, yeah. <laughs> that... Do you not know what Bebo is? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just too young. Oh, yeah, I thought I was oh, all God. just remembering MySpace. But you don't. Yeah, but Bieber was around the same time. I'm like 39, so I go back to the days where social media was a chat room, and I remember Yahoo Chat and MSN. Oh yeah, I had MSN, but I remember it as Bebo before. I thought that makes me sound really old, but I'm only 29. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. Secretly hiding that age there. But I always remember that. And uh, so I'm in the generation where I remember social media really first picking up with Facebook. And I didn't join it for about five years hmm. of it being out. So to me, it was never a big thing and it would never be a big thing. And to be fair, today, even now, I still don't see it as a big aspect that I need. Oh, that you person. Yeah, because it's, it's big on the world market, but yeah. Oh, it is now. Facebook in itself. Well, yeah, if we look at the age range, though, I mean, the youth are being brought up with it, so to them it's necessary. I mean, today it's not about anything to do with uh, how many real friends you've got, but how many online friends you've got, you know. Um, I remember hearing a couple of me family members arguing, like, I've got 300 friends and I've got 200, and I just turned around and went, well, how many do you actually know? Exactly, like, I know every single person on my Facebook and on my Instagram, and I don't need, like, people that I don't know. That's the point, isn't it? I, I find that, like, Facebook, all in all, is a instance of social media that is in decline. Because lots, uh, lots of the younger people are, like, moving over to Twitter or Tumblr if they really want to go through it post-2017. Uh, so it is just a... It's now just in a state of it's mostly kind of parents mm. of the younger generation that are using Facebook currently. And what I've found is the younger generation tend to use it mostly just for Messenger and WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much where Facebook has its monopoly over the younger audiences. Like, they don't... Younger people do not want to talk to their friends and family. They want to distance themselves from the people who they kind of know for the most part. Because it's like, they want to interact with the, wor- with the wider world. That's the community they're really looking for. It just shows how much things have changed over the years, though, you know what I mean? We were just talking about, like, Yahoo and Messenger, like, MSN Messenger, and then, like, we ended up with MySpace and stuff like that, where, like, we're logged in, and, like, it was, like, we were all at school at that point. Well, at least I was, anyway, when I had my uh, MySpace accounts. But you think about how it's changed over the years. At what point did we start creating Keyboard Warriors? You know, mm. at what yeah. point did like your status of the day have to be like number one topic? You know, 
yeah, it's yeah. just stupid how yeah. like the social media itself is like being driven and don't get us wrong not all of it is actual uh like bad or like but like nine times out of ten it's like all hatred and like it's really it's really all a big byproduct of the intellectual age that we're really finding ourselves in i mean the inception of the internet was pretty much just going to lead to sure a nice healthy uh dose of enlightenment people being able to learn stuff but alongside that the increased proliferate, uh, proliferation of disinformation and uh, memes, wonderful times, but also topics of anger that just get people roiled up. Because at the end of the day, people get invested in stuff that's going wrong. And social media, the news, telecommunications and globalization just allow all the bad to spread just that much more. But look at TikTok. Before TikTok, it was Vine. And now everyone on TikTok are becoming famous through that. How many people have actually like, transferred from Vine to TikTok? You know what I mean? I mean, TikTok and Vine, there's like a, a three, four year gap between the beginning of one and the end of the other. Well, yeah, TikTok used to be Musical.ly. Right. But Musical.ly was still like, I think there was still a couple of years between the beginning of Musical.ly and the end of Vine. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, this is where... And this is my view on it. I think TikTok's a very dangerous program. Mm. I think it's brilliant. Very, very dangerous. It might be brilliant to you, but the way I see it is, is they don't cater for your age, age range. What they really want is the younger people to get on. They're the ones that's going to make them money in the end, unless you're a big name and you're making money on there. And, and to me, with everything that happens... Um, over internet and social media and that, it's a very dangerous position for people's children and minors to be on, you know? Um, and this is where I see it. I mean, it was dangerous back in my day, but then you add these aspects, you know, it makes it even more dangerous. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, there are like parental controls on there, but I just feel like so many kids do end up kind of just worming their way through because let's face it, they're like, they're capable of going through settings and flicking like a, oh, a yeah. switch. Mm. Yeah, but if TikTok wasn't around, I think TikTok personally got the majority of the world through the mm. pandemic. It's it's the internet compressed. That really is kind of how I view it. But what really separates TikTok from Vine is Vine gave you seven seconds to get a message across. I didn't see that as like extremely dangerous because it was so limiting. But, yeah, but you've only got a minute on uh, TikTok. Uh, you can do it a lot in a minute, my guy. <laughs> yeah, but then they ban it anyway. If it's if it's like not for kids or anything, they just ban it. I mean, you tell that to NSFW TikTok. The thing is, though, if kids have actually been brought up around tech and like uh, social media anyway, they'll find ways around it. Doesn't take two seconds mm. to make a fake account, does it? Fake mm. account, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Cha- change your name and like, not your name, but change like your age that you were born and stuff like that. Kids are becoming more intelligent around social media, around like, the internet and stuff like that because they've all grew up on it. God, I remember when we had the internet back when I was a kid and it was still a dialing tone. But to mm-hmm. be fair, I know there's age, age ranges on it. So like, say for Facebook, for instance, under 13s need parent permission. Now, there is no way in God's earth you're able to prove that parents given that that child permission. But Facebook don't care. All they care mm. about is the amount of people have got on the platform because the more they've got, the more they make. 
through mm. advertisement. Yeah, because everything's a cash grab. That's yep. what it but is. At the end of the day, this this is what I mean by TikTok. TikTok was never made for someone in the thirties, forties, fifties to go on and and appease to them. They they are generally hitting and they're making these programs for the younger generations, and they don't care. They'll put the age range age range on, but they know that the likelihood is most of them don't have the permission and the parents are too lazy to check the tech of the children and mm. and that's the problem and it becomes a very dangerous platform it comes a very dangerous place i think it, it teaches with kids to lose reality of social contact with with people around you yeah it's great to be in contact with people around the world i remember going on yahoo and ever talking to me first person from america i was i was amazed mm. but but there's a difference from making contact with someone in a different country to actually having a personal social experience with someone around you. Um, and I think it, it's not destroying that, but it's making that a lot, a lot less and people less able to express themselves because of it. Expressing themselves on the internet, great, they're good to go. <laughs> but then kind of existing in reality and interacting with other people I'd say is massively hampered and I will also say that TikTok in itself can be used for great good and it probably is because there's so much wonderful information that can be spread so quickly by these very casual but informative uh, content creators but I think a lot of it can be kind of put on the shoulders the onus is quite a bit on the parents I mean who buys these kids the technology who gives a child of 8 years old uh, a mobile phone or even, dare I say even younger it just it, it does make me weep like as a younger person <laughs> as the youngest person here uh, it it really does just make me weep seeing like uh, my stepdad's kids who are like 10 and they have phones and it's like this is not this is not gonna go well I, d- I disagree with that I mean to a point anyway I don't think there's anything wrong with actually being able to ha- like have tech like kids have a mobile phone or a tablet or, like to play on and stuff like that I think that monitoring what they actually do is the best way forward not get, just give them a phone and say right he has a phone and like have every day like, Tom Dick and Harry actually ring them up you know what I mean because that's just going to cause like a different kettle of fish you know well you can technically and just go through their phone but you can't monitor your child every waking day well you, you can you can because there's actually security but as we've been saying yeah they're, they're versatile kids are extremely capable yeah but like for mobile mm. phones right if the, the the parents are paying the bill on the phone and stuff like that right they can actually contact the uh, the the phone company themselves and have their phones like their kids phones say privatized so like they've got like securities on there to prevent them from getting in touch with other people or prevent them from going so on social medias and stuff like that yeah the the thing is I, I understand what you're saying i agree with egg there's there should be an age on when you get your first mobile um well i would say i'm old um an old way of thinking i grew up when you didn't have a mobile phone your mom didn't know where you were blah 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 so you know sit there and call us old as much as you want but that's because you were always like living across the road and like your, your mum used to shout it <laughs> shout out the street and that and you'd be like oh mommy way <laughs> yeah. maybe for you but i was a adventurous little sod and i used to go miles out oh i did i used to be climbing trees and everything behind my mum's house yeah i mean mum hadn't a clue where i was and you yeah. and you kept a you kept a messenger pigeon with you <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, we're not that old. Yeah, you, had the, you had to tie the knot to the foot and then And it was really good practice for Cub Scouts, yeah. I used to love it. Dig up worms, play with worms and snails and slugs. I used to do all of it. Now I won't even touch any of it. You weren't doing that in Doncaster. So can you imagine it now, though, right? Is it social media back in like the nineties, right? If you wanted to communicate with your parents to let them know that you were going out, you'd have like a, a <laughs> two tins of tied to string, and like you know, you'd have to like take that other end with you. Is it, ma'am? Can I go across the street, please? No, get back here now. Okay, three streets later, you still shout, ma'am? Can I come home yet? Right, to be fair, I think touching on what Egg had said earlier about. Uh, Obviously, it's the parents. The onus is on the parents to to keep an eye on the children's phones, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I agree ho- open-heartedly, but I think the problem with today is that a lot of parents are children themselves or they're immature, you know. So it's it's not the... it's. I don't think it's all the parents' fault. I just think it's it's been... It's still their responsibility. They had the kids at their, that age and they have to look out for them. It's their responsibility. 100% I agree with you. It's their responsibility. But I think the problem is if, say, you're a 17 year old having a child, you know, and which is quite regular these days, you know, you're still a child yourself. You haven't really had life experience. Your experience of life is sitting, playing on your phone, playing on your game, and probably going to college and school. And. You can't instill any any life experience in your child if you haven't had life experience yourself. So therefore, it's a child raising a child. Yeah, that's until true. Yeah. I feel like you don't need life experience to raise a child with good morals and good behaviours. Sure, it might be a little bit tricky. Yeah, but if you're the age of 17 and already pregnant having a child, you haven't really had a good upbringing. If, if that's how I, I see it. If you're willing to... The chances are low. Go out and break yeah. the rules, yeah. To be fair, I'm going to approach Egg on this one. Egg, you're 21. So, to me, I would say you haven't had much life experience. Yeah. You've been to university. Yes, you're well well educated. You can constantly... You, you know, you can say that. But to me, it's life experience is, is very minimal. Um, now... To turn around and sit and say, "Oh well, you don't really need life experience for a seventeen-year-old to to teach the child good morals." I can tell you now, when I was seventeen years old, my morals were completely different to what I was when I was thirty years old. So <laughs> yeah. yes, life experience does change you because if you make a mistake in life, you don't want your child to repeat that mistake. So if you haven't made them mistakes, how are you meant to teach your child about them? I think it was different back then, though. If you if you kind of think about it, like this day and age. It's completely different to when, like, we was a kid and at that age, mm. we wouldn't get away with half the stuff they do these days. I mean, I think there are there are probably hundreds of YouTube tutorials on how to be a good parent out there. I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the stuff like for everything. I'm not sitting here saying every parent that's had a child at, at say 17, 18, 19. I'm not saying the horrible parents. They're not. Hmm. All I'm saying is that the lack of experience in life could lead to wrong decisions bad decisions and and let's face it even if you're a 30 year old you are not a perfect parent or parents make mistakes everyone makes mistakes don't they and i know many who are 35 36 that are, are really bad parents you know so it doesn't mean because of your age you, you're a bad parent but i think your life experience prepares you huh. To, to teach your child better and I suppose at 17 you think nah social media is fine because you grew up on it hmm. so you'll give your phone you burn a phone at an earlier age than what you would probably at my age where I'd probably sit there and say a 10 year old I'll eat your horses in a couple of years hmm. you know um, 
but then you've also got to take the fact that if your kid's screaming and shouting and your head's done in, you you could get to the point of just saying, he has a phone, mm-hmm. and bugger off. You know? Yeah, but then that's just giving into a child and yeah. turns out to a spoiled brat, basically. That's how I see it. You give into a kid, it's going to turn out to be a, a brat. Because whenever it screams, you're gonna it's going to get anything it wants, basically. Huh. I feel like we are straying away from social media. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we kind of went from social media into parenting. And and honestly, do not take advice from us. That'll be the disclaimer of the episode. (laughs) Exactly. No, no, we've got children. We've got two gays, (laughs) two boys, and yeah. None of us have got... I think my first instance of using sh- uh, social media was talking uh, to my family in the Philippines over MSN. And uh, we ha- had those little animated emoticons that then, like, said stuff. Oh. And they, they even had Filipino versions of that. One oh, was, like, a foot remember. that said, Okay, galang! And it stuck out its its tongue. It was a weird time. Wasn't that the same thing that they used on uh, Microsoft Word back then as well, with, like, the paperclip and uh, the... Oh, the I things? remember those, where well, they used to come up at the bottom of the screen and they used to just sit there and, like, do things. Yeah, it used Clipping. to be on, like, MS- uh, MSN yeah, and stuff I used to like love that, them. like, emojis and stuff like that, but, like, live-action sort of thing, then you had it on MSN. MSN, and then you had it on like the same thing on like yeah, Microsoft. I thought for a second you were trying to say that your first uh, social media experience was talking to Clippy the paperclip. No, my <laughs> first social uh, my social uh, media experience was actually on um, MySpace first. Obviously, everybody was craved like going crazy about it. How they could make their own panels and their own like backgrounds and stuff like that. Mm. But I was heavily into like the 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 black magic back at that uh, that day and age. You know, like I was researching into that sort of stuff. You know, I was into demons and skulls and dragons and all that sort of stuff. And then I went on MySpace, so like it was like, mine was all about like metal, like rock bands and stuff like that. And I was that gullible, right? My first experience, I actually thought, no way to lie, I thought I was speaking to Avril Lavigne. <laughs> oh, yeah. Turns out it was actually just some groupie that was actually pretending that they were that person. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no. You got the Before it was even a thing. <laughs> by someone pretending to be Avril Lavigne. <laughs> God. I was like, oh. probably excited about this. Like, oh, yeah, speaking to Avril here. And it turns out it was actually just some random person. Oh. So here's one for you. When did it come from reaching out to the world and talking to the world and and people around the world to being famous, getting as many likes as you could so you could get the monetization from the the social media apps to make money from it? I think that's been like the late the last like few years that's been more of a thing than it was previously. Yeah. But the thing is, people do stupid things. A lot of people want that fame and fortune, and now social media is kind of their way of becoming an influencer and getting a taste of that if not actually like little nastier way potentially into becoming a worldwide sensation um social media is no longer as sensationalized as it well it's a different flavor of sensationalization it because it was initially like oh i can talk to people across the world and now it's becoming okay we've been you about that how can i use this to become large and well known uh-huh. I want people to know my name eventually for something other than something stupid. Well, yeah, but but you're 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 a Twitcher, aren't you? So, it sounds I mean, like we have you, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you make a yeah, no. or something. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, Twitching like. <laughs> so you've got, you've got you, Matt, and you've got Egg and Ragnar who all Twitch. So and then we're doing the podcast, and so you know you go to the We're venturing into. 
different sectors. We'll see. We're multiple failures. That's what hey, we are. No, we don't all <laughs> fail. Speak for yourself. <laughs> it's at this point that we sadly lose part of Ragnar's audio, which um, he says something wise here that I don't remember. Uh, yeah, he'll be back in a minute, though. We hope. Well, well that is very true. Very oh, yeah. Very wisdom. Very full of wisdom there, Ragnar. But before we get too excited about that. Yeah, but if before we get too excited that let's go about Professor Egg who can give an insight on the failures and positives. Oh, the failures and positives of social media as it stands currently. <laughs> Boy. Okay, so I'm just gonna get basic. I'm gonna get nice and basic with it. Facebook videos that like appear on your feed without like your permission that just get promoted are absolute garbage. It's like, oh no, I didn't find my dog. And then it's like gentle piano music or some DRM free mm. copyright non stuff just playing as they're trying to find their dog. So like, this views. is our dog. This is pictures of our dog. And it goes nowhere. Me too. I sit there I'll happily sit there and watch it. I hate it. Yeah, but the whole point of it is and, and this is the whole point to put the sad music that emphasise something sad's happening, therefore pulling at your heartstrings. It's no different to having a charity advert on the TV yeah, for views. kids and sad music on to to make you feel guilty for being at home eating while they're starving. And that's the whole purpose of it, is to, to grab you at your heartstrings, really. I hate it, and that's why I don't do Facebook, because at the end of the day, that person is only doing that to get views. They're yeah. not a charity trying to actually gain funds to then help out starving orphans yeah. in Africa. There's a, there's a difference from a charity to someone who just wants a like and to be fingered. Now, the one I hate is where people have these vlogs or these uh, prank videos, and... The, the they made me laugh. I'm like, no. ah! Oh my there's god, of, Matt, you're the problem. Of, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of famous ones, and I'm not going to name the names. But one of them's like a vlog of their life, but they amplify everything. So they pretended to they had massive stalker and stuff like that, and they used mm. that. And to me, that's just it's just stupid. And then you've got the prank ones, which aren't pranks because the person being pranked knows about it. It's all just put on yeah. as an act. It's and all, I know it's yeah. all entertainment pur- purposes. But at the end of the day, if I wanted to watch something like that, I would put on Netflix and watch something that's been professional. Yeah, but that's the point. They do it for the views and for the money they get out of the views. And I hate the fact that it can be monetized. I hate the fact that this kind of content is what can be promoted. Because the social media, the medium is the message. So so, um, all of the factors and all the ways that you can pave the way for monetization on a given social media what you build is what will grow so if you build the right conditions for sad dog videos or pranks that are completely disingenuous if that's content that's allowed to get promoted that's what facebook becomes that's long and short of it now twitter yeah, on the other hand completely different the the, the thing is i mean twitter sort of trolls uh, to me twitter's pretty much as bad because to me they only promote what they want to promote and that goes along with uh, like uh, I don't know someone someone who put something up back in the twenties and then when the forty they get sacked for what they've put up on on these social media sites, okay. you know. Um, I find all that wrong. I think you know if you're going to have a social media site, you don't pick and choose what can and can't be up, and you you certainly don't use it to to harm someone later on in the life, you know. Um, but just getting down to like the basics of what Twitter is and what it actually 
kind of leads to. The format, the yeah. format of Twitter is Twitter is what you make of it. What you see on there is as damaging, as wonderful, as awful, as colourful, as dull as what you seek. You're able to go out there and find like who you want to follow. With Facebook, that is not the case. What gets promoted on the mm. Facebook page is pretty much entirely decided by algorithms. Twitter is quick at banning accounts that they don't agree with. So, but that's that's apart from the. Point. I, I don't get Twitter though, you know, what I mean? because it, not really. At some point, Twitter itself, it's like something that you, that you can like record like two seconds. Uh, not a record, sorry. You can put like a, a, a sentence up of like 200 and odd words. Why is Facebook? You can have a full on war with somebody. Yeah, but I think they try and do you that to I mean? stop the wars going on, like the trolling. Mm-hmm. The less words you can put, the less damage you can do. Yeah. Mm. Which changed up when they doubled your character length. But even then, you can still hurt somebody with a few words. Oh, True. Yeah. Well, but can. then that's if you let it. It depends what you say um, at the end of the day to hurt someone. I mean to be fair you can hurt anyone with anything these days you know true another thing is twitter isn't i it's tricksy i suppose twitter in the way that it's set up the culture that's currently within twitter is you don't need to exist as yourself you can exist and stand behind a character or an avatar meanwhile on facebook that tends to be not the case you need to be an actual real life person to really exist on facebook yeah You've got to have a real name. You've got to be a real person. Where Twitter, you come hide behind your persona, basically. Yeah. And because of that, you can go through. Uh, you can undergo like a massive amount of um, de-individuation. You no longer see the person you're calling out on Twitter, for example. You don't uh, see them as much as a person because they're not like designated as a person. Mm. They're like an anime avatar or something. Yeah, it kind of desensitizes you to you're actually talking to a human being with feelings, thoughts. You know, you you haven't got a clue who that what what who that person is and what they're going through. So you're using it and and you say what you say. And at the end of the day, I suppose, like you say, if it was made that you're talking to real people rather than you're just talking to an avatar and a player or a character, then yeah, you're probably treated different. Hmm. It's pretty much just the Milgram experiment. Uh, just brought to life the whole idea of um, there's a guy on the other side of a wall and you're like asking questions and you're giving him electric shocks when you get it wrong mm. and supposedly because they're on the other side of a wall and you're not sure if they're real or not you end up like giving them lethal electric shock yeah. all I use my Twitter for is to like promote my uh, streaming that's all I really use that for do you know a lot of people do and I think Twitter is a good program I mean you can get in contact with CMPs you know um, yeah. you've got your police on there you've got contact with people that you would never normally be able to contact and you can get responses off them um, so it is a good platform but I think it can be used for a lot of bad as well from a lot of bad a lot of trolls people, a lot of trolls a lot of people who just want to stir up trouble uh, and I think basically every social medium is kind of inherently filled with trolls YouTube far worse yeah uh, it's just the same with I'm anything a- in uh, like social media aspects and like you know I mean, you're always going to have like the, yeah. the, the positives and the negatives you're, you're always going to have like the, the lovers and the haters basically pretty much you know what I mean when you have an open social media uh, it's kind of different I suppose if you're looking at something like I don't know Snapchat because then you literally pick and choose who you interact with Yeah. at that point it, the onus is very much on you as to the community you <laughs> quote unquote community that's why there's a block button <laughs> Snapchat you're kind of in a situation where you, you realise 
unlike Twitter, you realise you're speaking to a human being. You're seeing pictures. You you know you you've got the person's name. Uh, I would say the same goes with Instagram. You know, it's all pictures uh, and stuff like that. So, I think the social media to me is a is a bad thing. I don't think it's there's any good in it. Yeah, but Instagram's still like toxic as well because one time I tried to order something on one of those videos they put up of like you think oh this is real you know order something from it so we ordered something mm. and apparently they didn't receive the money but yet the money had gone out of yeah. the bank and they'd ripped us off yeah so that's one of my pet hates you don't put up a video that's gonna give people hope or whatever the, the, the thing I hate about social media is two things keyboard warriors and everything has to be sexualized. The fact that like you've got like TikTok and you've got like uh, Instagram and uh, like Twitter and whatever else, right? Everything has to be sexualized. You know what I mean? Can you not just put like a normal picture of like of your family or a pet or anything like that? Nine times out of ten, sex sells baby cakes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter since it when does. did sex actually sell? I mean, you know, like looking back on everything, the nineteen twenties. <laughs> Well, we're not talking about prostitution or anything like that. Well, no, I'm not talking about prostitution. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the liberty movement in America that was very much like sex liberation. And it was only until the 40s and 50s when Reagan got to power where people went, Christianity? Morals? Can, let's, let's bring those back, actually. But during the time of like, during the time before all of that, it was absolutely like sex was everywhere and sex was used to sell absolutely everything. Oh, sex. I was just told to ask. I've got a quick question for you, right? So we've got we were talking about fame before, right? And uh, Colin mentioned something about it. Do you think that somebody who does like a TikTok video, for instance, right? Do you think at some point down the line they're gonna actually be more famous than somebody along the lines of like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like Katy Perry or you know that sort of like fame? I mean, if we look at Lil Nas as an example, he was literally just um, Lil Nas. Uh, he's a he's a singer, uh, black gay, very much in the media at the moment, especially with his recent release Montero. Mm. I just dated uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, and he's like probably one of the biggest artists kind of in the public eye at the moment and he won a Grammy last year or at least one Grammy he he sang gonna take my horse to the old town road I he's in a lot of like hate and stuff on his recent video isn't he I know it's old school hate so it's kind of like okay Christians are being rattled by gay imagery but do you say say my point though is the fact that like back in the days right we keep saying back in the days because obviously I'm in my 30s right so like back in them days right we were like into like people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan and all of them, right? You're like like action heroes. Then you had like Whitney Houston, like in Bodyguard with like uh, was it Michael Keaton or Kevin Co- no Kevin Costner, that's it. You know, but then like as life goes on and stuff like that and social media starts to take over like a fame wise, right? Yeah. Why I, is it I mean like, you you can the, the the celebs themselves start to fade out when you've got Jenny down the block, who's actually like a TikTok fame, you know what I mean? It's like it's 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 weird how things are changing now. I think it's wonderful. It's it's helping to flatten out even out the playing field. You don't have to be a Scarlett Johansson or a Chris Hemsworth anymore. The fact that you can have your like your little piece of fame just kind of all built off of yourself, as opposed to just completely rolling the dice and hoping that you get a good agent and hoping that. 
you're able to get that little 0.01% chance of getting to Hollywood. Now it's kind of like open doors for so many more people who have the drive, but maybe just don't get all the opportunities because they can't afford living in LA or New York. Yeah, I get what you're saying about that, but even then it's still way out of par because you're talking about Hollywood and, and things like that where they're oh, yeah. making millions and you know it's what people on YouTube Twitter Twitch things like that could only dream of doing and yes they can get on and do it but the thing is if your content's not up to spot up the par sorry you're not going to make anything of it but one of these stars can come on the same platform that you're on release a stupid pitch at them eating something and it's instantly famous. But so there's no, there's no like, oh well, it's evened out because it's it's definitely still far more in the celebrities' favor, social media than it is ever for anyone else. No, I'm not saying that social media flams and evens out the playing field, bringing celebrities down. Absolutely not. Celebrities are only going to get amplified further by it because now their information is globalized more so on a minute by minute basis. I'm saying that people starting out and trying to make a name for themselves they now have a slightly more even playing field than someone who has a family who lives in LA. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you with that. It definitely makes it easier for someone to... So, like, I think Matt mentioned someone earlier that he, he watches on Twitch. So, if if you, if this person that he was watching hadn't have had access to social media, uh, YouTube and twi- tw- Twitch and stuff like that, he certainly wouldn't be making what he's making now because he wouldn't have well he would because he has his own like franchise of other things other than social media yeah but his franchise came from where he came from so basically he started out on YouTube and I've heard him talk about his past uh, with YouTube and he was very low you know he had no followers no nothing so he stemmed from from there so he's unlikely to be in the position he is now without being through the likes of YouTube and social media to help him reach them heights you know so it is good and it's a brilliant thing because it helps people to achieve things that they would never have achieved in their life otherwise mm. you know so I get what you're saying on but that. being famous right trumps like people like us you know what I mean like let's use a twitch as an example here right we've had the pandemic right and with all of this that and the other right and so everybody started going on twitch but as soon as that kicked in the twitch itself started going downhill in certain areas right for low streamers like ourselves we can't get anywhere within that platform because there is actually famous people on Twitch now you know mm. like I, yeah. myself there's um, I've like seen a couple of band members on here a lead singer from a, a band a, a couple of wrestlers that are actually on Twitch you know what I mean we've even got a ex-porn star on Twitch you know what I mean so it's like how can we compete with people like that to gain our fame and, and like, like glory out of that when we've got, when we've got to compete against like, them? You know what I mean? Yeah, but everything is a competition in life. Everything like, is. Basically. You, you know, you either win or you fail. There's no like no losing. I mean, you, you just got to try your hardest to get there. You get taught that during like uh, during your school years now was that you, there's no losing, but there, there is. You do lose. You know, you fail. Um, and whether someone's a star or not if your content's good enough people will listen, people will subscribe people don't care if you're Jenny from the block like you says earlier or Will Smith from 
from thingy, it, you know, if your content's good enough. West Philadelphia. Yeah, that, that's the one. <laughs> but if your content's good enough, people will listen. People will, will, you know, gladly support the the channels they do. But the the thing I I draw the line at is it came out recently, and I don't know how far it's true. It's just what other YouTubers have been saying in their videos. But YouTube's now got this uh, algorithm that the the use which actually uh, benefits big channels i.e. like your big tv channels mm. that are streaming and things like that over the small creators because they're making more money from them now i find that wrong because youtube was always for the small creator mm. um and end of the day i understand they're a business and they've got to make money but the small creator should always be supported because it's a small creators that got youtube where it is mm. i think that was kind of exemplified in 2018 2019 with a massive uh, T-Series versus PewDiePie, where T-Series mm. overtook PewDiePie as the largest channel in terms of subscriber count. And YouTube lost uh, YouTube lost big representation for quote-unquote independent channels that weren't massive corporations. But when we're looking at YouTube versus Twitch, specifically like the gaming circle, the message behind uh, YouTube that's kind of like packaged along with it, YouTube doesn't really um, incorporate community uh, communication as much as Twitch does. With Twitch, if you're streaming, mm. uh, you're, the idea is that you're interacting with your audience. If you're having a massive celebrity streamer or even like a Markiplier, let's say, you get to a point of saturation where they can no longer really communicate with their community because there's literally thousands of people all talking at once trying to get word in edgeways. And that's kind of what it's like on YouTube. You don't have that one-to-one -one communication. So big celebrities on Twitch, you lack the warmth. You lack the direct communication between the community and the, the streamer. And I think that's where small streamers like us have the upper hand. With small communities, you're actually able to talk to the streamer. Yeah, yeah. but then they're bringing themselves over to Twitch and they're getting the same thing, but they're bringing their followers with them. So it's taking away our opportunity to grow if you think about it a little bit the thing is the problem is is there would be if say for instance say a big star wanted to jump on twitch and twitch turn around and says no you're a big star you know you're making enough they'd be hell on yeah you know because what they're doing is stopping the creator so they can't turn around and say because you're a small man you can come on but because you're big big in the public eye you can't and you've also got to remember Twitch is a money-making business, so if they can get someone who's high up in the charts come onto their platform and stream, mm. and they're getting like 20,000 people watching that, they're making money out of that. So they are going to, it's the same with YouTube, they are going to profile them over anything else. But the, the beauty of Twitch is Twitch doesn't persecute the small members. It might be harder for you to get your followers, but they certainly don't persecute you for being a small channel. You know the mm. kind of the the day the day and the help and the support and look after you the same way as they look after a big channel. You know, I mean, it's, talking about all of that, like uh, people are actually they trying to outdo one person and stuff like that. But if you look at it on the other side as well, you know, they've got lo our low community like ourselves, right? I keep referring to ourselves because like we are we are low. We we're at the, the bottom of the food chain, aren't we? Mm. Well, financially, yeah. Me, egg, mm. and uh, matter actually hit the bottom of the uh, the food chain there, you know what I mean. But then there's like a big YouTuber out there. I mean, it, from what I've seen, there's a couple of them that actually do it. 
where they actually go into smaller communities, a smaller Twitch mm, communities, mm. and actually donate to them to actually help them, you know, help them along. Yeah, I've seen that. I you think uh, Pokimane did it as well a few yeah, times. Yeah, like massive raids as well. Yeah, it's like massive raids. Yeah, you get people yeah. like. The donations. Uh, I, like, I watched uh, a while ago uh, a YouTuber, uh, Mr. Beast, I think it is. He gives back to the community, you know. I mean, he does things and they, uh, like that would actually help the community, but he does also for uh, certain days, you know, like National Woman Day. And he'll go into the women's channels and like it, like support them if he thinks that they need to support them. But it, he'll not support them if they're sitting there, like, half naked and, like, not mm. respecting themselves, you know. Then he'll go into other people's, you know what I mean? I think the best one that I watched was where he was uh, watching Fortnite players and he encouraged them to actually try and win their uh, their match mm. and he would give them a grand every time. Mm, but, Jesus. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> if you didn't win that grand, right, that would continue over to the next person so they, they get two grand and it, it went all the way up until this guy actually won his first round and actually won 70,000 of them. Sweet lord, I was like, Wow, that is god, weird. wouldn't that be nice to have in your stream? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, doing stuff like that, I, it would be, I would love to do something like that, help the lower communities and stuff oh, yeah. like that if I was in that position, hmm. you know. It starts feeling a little bit Hunger Gamesy, where it's like those in the capital may bestow their tiny crumbs to those in District Twelve. <laughs> Obviously not as that extreme, but it's like, oh god. <laughs> but then, as you were saying there before as well, Colin, about uh, like famous people being on Twitch and stuff like that, there is actually famous people on there. There's a guitarist from Dragon Force on uh, Twitch. There's a, a, a female wrestler on Twitch. You know, they are really big uh, people. You know. There's also, do you remember the band Trivium? The metal band Trivium? No. Uh, Colin? Yeah. The lead singer from that is on Twitch. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand what you're saying. It's like, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't be on yet because you're too, like, you're too much and stuff like that. But like, Twitch doesn't like thing of that, does it? Mm. And why would they? Why would they? It's, it would be a massive hammer to their business model. But I will... <sighs> This, this comes to my mind every now and again because you obviously have like people do gaming videos and all that kind of business on YouTube and they can be like massive big channels like Markiplier but then you'll have those people moving over so I don't know why I'm focused on Markiplier I just have them on my mind everyone should have Markiplier on their mind No, uh, yeah, I, like Pew- I like PewDiePie I love PewDiePie but I haven't been watching him in like half a year for some reason um, but you have these big YouTubers that then come over and like uh, get on and do streams and in my mind it's like what is the difference between them streaming versus them just playing the game and uploading it later because their communities are so massive that no fan can really get in a word in edgeways and you're better off just sending something into the subreddit for Lawai or something you know that is true because they got comments in there so you could just if you've got something to say write it in the comments I guess what's the appeal in big channels because Twitch is about interactivity. I don't know, but but I've kind of um. I agree. I kind of got the 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 thing watching Twitch the other day, trying to j- just make this a little bit more beat. I don't know where ASMR came from. <laughs> you know, someone sitting on top of the mic, yeah. eating crisps, rattling stuff, sitting going, "Oh yeah, baby." I couldn't do it to be honest. We are here to sit and talk about you. <laughs> How did that come popular? I mean, come on. 
some people started saying like, oh, don't you love it when you listen to this one album and it just sends tingles down your spine? And they were like, what if we could recreate that? So maybe they like... No, but the one that's the worst is when they're eating on a camera and you just hear it and it's oh like, chomp, chomp, chomp. I'm like, oh, just like shut your mouth when you're eating. In my mind, it's mostly, it's mostly people just making fun of it. But I know for a fact, some people are absolutely into it. It drives me It is mad. gross. Honestly, it drives me mad. I'm like sitting there. It's like a kink. You... I, it just isn't for everyone. I've got hundreds of people watching it, and you're like, "What's going on? Is the world just like messed up in its head?" As lockdown mm. really, really got what I oh, bad. No, no, no. What this is, <laughs> I will say, a lot of this is social media and globalization and all of our internet connectivity. It's allowed us just to see all of the weirdness. All of this weirdness has absolutely been here. It's now just been given a platform. Should we just do a podcast of ASMR one day, shall we? We need good mics. <laughs> well, and this is what I got from Egg, is that globalization was a good idea because we've got the strangeness of ASMR coming through <laughs> Twitch. And now we're all inundated with people eating crisps on top of the mic. Honey, I have strong feelings about globalization. <laughs> it is disgusting, though, isn't it? Like, sat there while they're just munching, and all you see is the food in their mouth. It's like, we should not have brought up with manners. I've never watched anyone with food in the mouth, but I've seen people like brushing the mic as though they're trying to brush your hair, and it's like. Yeah, I've seen it on TikTok. That's meant to make me. <laughs> rubbing good. makeup and makeup brushes across it, and they putting cloth over your mics and that. I wouldn't mind that bit. It's just when they're eating, you look like a pig when you're eating. No offense, right? There is a bit of offense, but yeah. There's one thing I specifically think of. There was this one video where a guy just like seductively takes off his sneakers, his uh, his like trainers. trainers. I'm getting so Americanized. <laughs> I was uh, just about to say it, trainers. Takes off his socky socks. He slaps down a loaf of bread and begins squishing it under his yeah. toes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> why. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to do an ASMR of uh, punching the mic all over and like titling it, uh, giving it a good kicking. I I assure you, someone's already done that and they've done it. They've done it naked. I've done it. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Probably. Or, or someone's going to sit there, right? And the next you'll find it. YouTube, and you'll find it. The mess, next big thing's going to be making animal noises. You know, just sitting there like. Oh, you don't know about you don't know about pups, do you? You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get famous? I pretend to be a cow. (laughs) But the things we do for fame, though, you know what I mean? Not just ASMR for like fame on like Twitch, right? But Hmm. there's also people that actually fall asleep on stream. Hmm. Fall asleep on stream, guys. Yeah, I've watched that. Well, look, I tell you what, if you all want to follow, subscribe and join under the, under the social medias, uh, every every week we'll do a new animal noise. Or uh, tweet us to make us stop. Dollars uh, <laughs> <laughs> a month to make sure we stop doing this. <laughs> or donate. Donate. Oh, yeah. Just say stop and we'll and stop end doing your animal suffering. noises. Although when we say tweet, we don't mean sitting at your computer going, tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> See, I'm just wondering now if there's someone out. There are probably a whole host of them of people out there that just like they get re they get their rocks off to like people making tweets. Oh sounds. no! 
no, that sounds terrible. No, that's entered my mind now. Oh, God. It's like the worst image. People <laughs> would do anything just for entertainment, you know what I mean? It's like, I need my fix of tweeting today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure 90% of uh, social media is an addiction. I think people wake up and it's like the first thing that's on the mind. Like, oh, oh yeah. When I wake up, I'm straight on TikTok. You know, my missus can sit there and honestly for hours and hours and hours all day. She's like, like pure addicted. If it was heroin, you would be ripping off the rehab. She's that bad on it, you know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, woman, you know. She's never got a phone out of pocket, oh. <laughs> out of hand. Sorry. I get really. That's why I'm not a big fan of. Um, "Quote unquote infinite scrolling uh, uh, instances oh. of social media." See, I don't do that. Keep going on. For me, I have my Twitter. I scroll up and I read through stuff, and then I get to the top, and it's like, right, I'm good. I'm good for the day. I'm done. I can do anything else. Yeah, I'm the same. You know what though? When I used to have my Facebook, you could guarantee if I posted something, it was something stupid. I wouldn't post anything serious. You know, like I would post something like. I want to join the club. I've got really horrible news today. I've just banged my big toe. You know, something along them lines. Because I didn't see the point in putting something serious on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you got you got people that put seriousness on there all the time. Yeah, it's cause drama probably to be a troll. Yeah, but... but... But the thing is, though, if you're putting stuff up on there, like how you feel and like if it's actual serious and stuff like that, all those people that you have on your Facebook or your Instagram and stuff like that, right... Not one of them will be sitting there saying, oh, what actually happened, you know, you know, only only your true friends would actually be there for you. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I hope you're okay, I hope you get better. Right, so guys, I'm on our Twitter right now, right? I'm going to tweet what we're feeling, what we're feeling. Hmm? What, what is feeling, the Twitter guys? account, by the way, because I couldn't find it. So it's twitter.com forward slash, oh, hold on, it's just forward slash home. <laughs> <laughs> oh no why do we put you in charge of the <laughs> yeah, um, you're supposed to be the tech oh, expert yeah I found it on Anka. Uh, so if you go on there but I'm going to put a post on of how we feel like today just to join in with it so how do we feel um, fun sexy and free fun sexy and free incredible i.e. like flowers i.e. egg <laughs> so I put we feel like fun, sexy and free, i.e. like flowers. I God damn it. Super gay. <laughs> alright, time to follow with all five of my Twitter accounts. So when you're saying that, um if you just want to pop over Twitter, you can uh, you can tell how much of a fool we've been. Oh yeah. Like and subscribe. Using the the social media. I'm already I've already uh, followed. Oh. I don't even have Twitter so you guys will have to keep, have to keep me up to date because I ain't got to get involved in the Twitter room. Oh, I've bro. got Instagram. Well, I've got Instagram, but I realise we can't like post like words on there, so we're gonna have to take pictures. I reckon we should take a picture of Matt's foot and put it on. No. Why my foot? <laughs> While it's squashing a loaf of Warburton's. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Matt's weird famous fam is actually talking about shaving his feet. Hey, I have to if they get really hairy, right? I look like bloody. A Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. You've got the belly size. You've got the. Oh my! Hey, I have got. I'm not sure. I'm six foot one. So why is everybody so tall? I don't know. I'm six foot three. It might be that everyone's tall. It might be the fact that you're just so short. How tall are you, Egg? No, because like everyone's over. I'm five seven. Oh god, that's tall. I'm five eleven. 
That's eight, what's average for a man, and it is like five eleven. Six. You're, you're five five eleven because you're a cripple. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. One inch off the foot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I used to be six foot two and I shrunk. That's just because you can't became a hunchback halfway through. <laughs> yeah, the belly got in the way. Gravity increased too much. Can't <laughs> remember what kind of run out of things to say on social media because the insults are just yeah. Well, no, because think... these could actually be captions for Instagram or Twitter. Oh yeah, for the front and the back of the shirts. I do think that we have run out of stuff to say about fame and social media. I'll be inclined to agree. Well, next time we'll come back to fame. We'll talk about how we've actually got uh, nice cars and big boobies. <laughs> yeah, I've got <laughs> the big boobies already, but no car. Well, I might just get mine as, a, as some comedy breasts. See, it, it, Colin has the car. He just needs the breasts. <laughs> I was going to say the first thing I guess when uh, if we make it big on the internet uh, is... Uh, Boob job. No, please take mine. Do you want a picture on Instagram of that? <laughs> you can have mine. You can all have mine. Take them, please. I'll just keep doing chest exercises. Oh, I wish I could. Just effort Chest for exercises me. doesn't actually help you get boobies. It, it just builds a muscle in your get, chest. Get exactly. Chest. So I don't get boobies. I get chesticles. Gorgeous, uh, well-defined man boobs. No, for us, it's not boobies. It's moobies. You're right. Oh. <laughs> oh man boobies. So does that mean if, man you make, if you were to make an exercise channel, it would be Moobies Empire? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, Moo, we're both going to get some Moobies. The time to worry yeah. is when they hang that low, you're tripping over them. No, they're not that low, but you can have them. You're right, keep them. They're going to be firm. I don't want to have it. Moobies firm is his feet. Uh, Matt, if you don't shave, do orcs suddenly appear out of nowhere and try and take you to Isengard? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah, they do. It's a free holiday. Why would you say no? You know what they say? The one ring rules them all. I don't know what that means, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, the one, one. It's a Lord of the Rings reference. I don't want to know yeah. about your one ring, Matt. I think uh, Matt decided uh, to take it in an all different direction with the wrong No, word. I don't know what you're on about. Um, yeah, he's just on about one ring to rule them all, you know what yeah, I mean? Lord the elves rings. ended up with a number of uh, rings, the men had them, the, the dwarves had seven rings, the elves had so many rings. Yeah. <laughs> I t- I t- what happens in, in the ring? I never got the ring. What power did it give you? It gave you the power to die in seven days. Oh, you mean the Hobbit? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the ring itself. Yeah. Yeah, what the power? ring made you invisible, but you could be seen by the Eye of Sauron. Oh, right, right. So you could hide in the showers like a little thief. You could try, but Sauron would be watching. Why the showers? Why is the sh- Right, let's just stop this subject before it gets uh, go the wrong way. I don't think we have windows. a subject. I think this is us just, like, flailing about. Right, so so we've covered as best as best as we can for the 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 fame and we're the, a, bit off, a bit off rails, you know. Social media, we do apologise for going off rails, but that's what just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> that's just us. We don't mind if you listen a little bit and then turn off. I mean, I know we've been the most boringest group this day. But, uh, no, we do ch- we do chat a bit. We had a uh, had a few laughs as well. Um, but uh, Colin, do you want to actually like give out the social media links or not? Yeah. Well, if you just want to join, what on Facebook, Twitter, and I'll get them up. I haven't even got them up. Smart man, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Ideally, you just search up Four G Show. Yeah. If you just search Four G Show, I mean, I can give you the full sites, but Four G Show is a lot easier. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to have Pop one day, let me know what you think of social medias. Try to be nice. Um, 
and uh, drop a follow a like a subscribe depending on what platform you're using this one should be up monday oh right so we're going on the 12th indeed yes all right right so so this episode's going up on the 12th um is there anything else that we need to cover while we're sitting here waiting uh, nope. Just ever, just tell everyone, surf's up! We need to have a cute outro. Yeah, instead of saying bye, we need a really good outro. But uh, if you want to let them know what's up next week. Um, in next week's episode, I believe, I have that written down, give me a second. Um, I believe it is being covered. Who's covering this one? All of us. Uh, yeah. but obviously, we're all color- uh, covering right, right, Okay, right, shut up. I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, the, the next episode is actually going to be about dreams. Yeah, I think dr- Rags was dreaming. I'm looking there. forward to that one. Mm. We went from 4G to 1G in a second. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 4G that one 4G to 4G. <laughs> yeah, dreams should be good. I suppose we've, we've all had dreams. Obviously. <laughs> but what type of dreams are we going to be talking about? Is it dreams as in sleeping dreams or life dreams? No, sleeping dreams. Oh, yes, actually, you know what? Well, it could be a bit of both. Yeah, that'll be cute. Yeah, we could probably cover both aspects of it. Well, mm. I'm look. I like the sound of the uh, the both of them. To be honest. Mm. Well, well, egg. When uh, that one gets edited, you can get the small violin, and I'll talk about many broken dreams I've had in life. I only have a full sized violin. I've got the world's smallest violin. Can you hear it? Ah, uh, can it? Yeah, but I'm sure we can edit it. <laughs> Was that your fart? No, I didn't fart. Okay. <laughs> so the next episode is going to be about dreams of uh, like sleeping dreams and uh, dreams that we've all had in life. So this is us getting ready to sign off. And we need to get it to get banjo and start playing like some sort of like outro music as well, just to be on the safe side. Cue the music. Thank you very much. That's when we edit in the the outro music. Yeah, it's not me. I just thought I'd help. So, because Rags forgot to say it, thank you very much for joining our 4J show. We'll see you next Friday. See you later. Surf's up. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Felicia.